episode 159, Chiropractic Radiologist Dak Bar, Should You Do It? I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we're Dr. Cliff Taos' perspective. Join 2017 and 18 Podcast Awards-nominated host and best-selling author on Amazon as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctor and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a Doctor's Perspective podcast. Thanks for tuning in. A quick self-promotion. If you're looking to learn Spanish, Chinese, or even English for yourself or for your kids, mostly your kids, uh, the coloring books are live on Amazon. Check those out. It was a very fun passion project for me. It's animals, it's insects, it's water-based, it's mammals from Africa and Australia, etc. The holidays are coming up. Schools are online for a lot of people. This might be a fun way to have an activity for your youngin, as well as educational. All right, well, today on the show, we have a DAC bar, the diplomate of chiropractic board radiology, Dr. Cliff Tao. He is a chiropractor who decided to do a, another three years to learn all about x-rays, MRIs, CTs, etc. We're going to discuss things like, can you get a job at a hospital with this? What does the day-to-day look like? potentially kind of fees that you can charge. He gives some fun stories about past jobs that he's had, advice on should you do it, should you not, what to expect, and even some marketing. A lot of radiologists are kind of introverted, so the thought of having to put yourself out there could be a little scary, but he gives us some good tips on that. By the way, if you listen to the minisodes, I think there's been a few good ones, especially episode 61, where we talk about the $1,000 challenge. If you haven't listened to it, take less than 10 minutes, check it out, and see if you can earn or save an extra $1,000 this month for investing. More details there. If you need any help practice-wise, coaching-wise, etc., let me know. DM me on Facebook, Instagram, or on the webpage on the top right is all the icons to uh, reach out. Well, let's jump into the interview. All the show notes and transcripts can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 159. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from Germany in California. Today on the show, we got a Canadian native who's uh, pretty much been in California for forever. And um, he is a Dakbar, which is like a chiropractor who decided they love x-rays and MRI and just went for another, what, three years and learned everything they could. So he'll be our first guest, Dr. Cliff Tao. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Justin. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. I'm excited. We haven't had a DAC bar on the program before. And I saw you a long time ago, I guess at this point, forward 18. It's been a while. Yep. And a uh, good lecture, actually. Um Thank As you. everybody knows, MRIs and x-rays can be kind of boring, but he was able to present fun cases and really teach some of the things that we should look out for and sprinkled in some humor and things. So I really appreciate your teaching style. Um, okay. So we know chiropractic. We go to school for a little, you know, close to four years. Give us the background. What does it stand for? Why would you do it? Um, just kind of the nitty gritty of that. And then we'll get into some more fun aspects and some more fun questions. But first, let's just let the audience know because they're not all chiropractors. What is a deck bar. Sure, sure, no problem. Could take some time, so let me know if I'm going uh, too overboard. So, okay. <laughs> so DAC bar is D A C B R. So officially, it stands for Diplomate of the American Chiropractic Board of Radiology. And you know, we have a bunch of different diplomates, and they're all specialties. 
you know, within chiropractic. So you could have sports medicine diplomats, neurology diplomats, as you know. Uh, ours is, or mine is in radiology. And uh, just as a side joke, since uh, you mentioned it might be a little bit lighter, you know, when I first started my residency and I showed up on campus at LACC and they said, hey, Cliff, do you know what DACBAR stands for? And I said, yeah, of course, you know, why would I not know what it stands for? It's, you know, like I told you, Diplomat of the American Chiropractic Board of Radiology. And like, no, 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 that's not. Sit down, sit down. This is what it stands for. It stands for don't adjust, can barely read. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. All right. And here we go. Yeah, here we go. First day out of my three years. That's what they told me, literally the first day. So I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be a long three years. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it kind of paints the picture of, of what most, not all, DAC bars are like. You know, we we are so entrenched and, and engulfed in this radiology industry that a lot of us don't adjust. Uh, some of us do. You know, I don't personally. My practice is all radiology. But uh, there's some of us that kind of do a combined practice. They have a regular chiropractic practice with patients, uh, but they do radiology uh, at other times as well. So it kind of gives you uh, more options, I guess, when, when you get out there and practice, but very different options too. So uh, actually, a friend of mine, uh, Ben Stiles, he's a, a DAC bar, and he, he did both for a while and did very well at both. And I think at one point he got sick and was almost a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say disabled, but he just could not adjust or practice anymore. And he decided to just go full-time radiology. So it's nice to kind of have that backup. Uh, you know, it's, it's not that physically demanding to be a, a DAC bar. You know, we just sit or stand now. We have a, I have a stand-up desk so we can stand and do our work. We can walk around a, a little bit, but, you know, we don't have to be, you know, doing a lot of uh, manual You're not blowing labor. out a shoulder. Yeah, unlikely that they blow out a shoulder. So it's, it does, I, I like it just because it's, it's different and it, it came very, I don't want to say easy, but almost naturally to me. Hmm. My dad is a, a medical radiologist. You know, he practiced for, I don't know, 40 years or something as a radiologist up in Ottawa, Canada. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I was, you know, born to be <laughs> a radiologist or and he never. Uh, so this is uh, interesting. I thought, oh, man, you know, I don't know why I just kind of gravitate towards these x-rays. This was in college. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I did a undergrad in kinesiology and we had like a little bit of x-ray like they'd show us an x-ray here or there. And I was like, oh, that is that is pretty cool. But I, I wasn't thinking of my dad. I asked him later, Dustin, I said, hey, you know, did you like, you know, show me some x-rays or something when I was a baby or. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, you didn't do any of that. He was more of kind of a hands off dad. He but he wanted me to do whatever I felt was right or what 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 I enjoyed the most. He's like, it doesn't matter what it is. You can be a chiropractor or, or you can be a whatever, an accountant or go into medicine if you want. But as long as you that's something that you like and you enjoy that, you you know, you find great fulfillment in. then that's what you do. That's good. Dad. Yeah, of course, it was, it was my mom that was like, no, 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 you're, ah. you're not going to be a chiropractor. You're going to be a doctor, real doctor or you can uh -huh. be a lawyer, you know. Right. But I was like, uh, no. So. So, yeah, I really gravitated towards the X-ray early on. I didn't know why. And then I went to chiropractic school more because I like sports medicine stuff. And I, I wasn't 
at that point, I wasn't really sure if I could do radiology, and it was kind of so far off. I was like, you know, I'm not going to medical school, so I guess I won't be a radiologist like my dad, but but that was okay. Mm-hmm. And so I went into chiropractic school because I like sports medicine and athletes and, you know, kind of yeah. getting uh, optimal uh, performance through sports and, and chiropractic and stuff like that. And then I, I realized that there were radiologists within chiropractic. And I was like, oh, man. So then I kind of looked into it. And it, but for me, it was, yeah, the harder than chiropractic school, but you, you almost, at least for me, I, I liked doing it. You know, in my residency, you know, I was like, you know, my only job is I got to pass these board exams, you know, and I want to not only pass, but I want to be, you know, one of the better ones or I want to actually know stuff that can help people in the end. So uh, everything else was secondary, you know, so. And the things that you would look at are day to day life of a, of a DAC bar. You're send you x-rays, MRIs, everything's normal. Here's what I find. <laughs> I don't want a liability for some reason to read my own x-rays. So like I send them to you. What, yeah. what does a practice look like? So for me, and you know, we have different DAC, even within our tight DAC bar community, we have very different practices. So mm. uh, my practice is probably definitely 99% or higher uh, chiropractors. Uh, okay. I have a couple medical facilities that, you know, will send me stuff usually because there's also a chiropractor on staff and, uh, probably about 90% is plain x-ray. And of all the x-rays, you know, they're, I don't know, 70 to 80% spine. Mm-hmm. So a lot of spine x-rays. But we get other stuff too. We get a lot of spine MRIs and other things too. Uh, you know, we have this new technology. Where we have a lot of upper cervical guys in my practice, and they, they have their own CBCT mm-hmm. machine. It's like a little mini CT that they have in their office. Uh, we do MRIs and we kind of do some other, I call them weird things because I, I don't read them personally. Uh, mm. For example, the other abdomen CT from uh, a chiropractor that already, you know, I, I get regular x-rays from him, but it was, I think it was his business partner's wife or something. And she's had severe abdominal pain. And for some reason, the report was real nonspecific. And so her doctor would, wouldn't do anything because they said, well, it's just nonspecific. It's probably benign and just have to wait it out. And classic. And I said, and I said, you know, I'll tell you what, I have, uh, I have a medical rheologist who will read it. And, and actually, I, I forgot that in medicine, they have to be licensed in the state where the imaging study was performed. And I, oh. I forgot. So I, so I kind of did an informal opinion with my medical rheologist, but I also sent it to uh, my body guy. So body for radiology is everything outside of uh, bones and joints. We call it body. Okay. I have a body DAC bar up in Canada, Steve Kababa, and I sent it to him. I said, hey, this is, you know, I gave him a little history, and he said, oh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's this, this, or this. I said, okay. And then my medical radiologist was like, you know, I, I can't give you a formal report, but I think it's this. And so I, I gave the guy both things, and he's like, you know what? Your your DAC bar was right. So they ended up having surgery, and they had to have it taken out. It was just increasing wow. pain and a huge mass. And I mean, it's you would anyone could see this huge mass in, in the abdomen. You just had to uh, say if it was benign or if it was something that was you know they need to have surgery for. So because the DAC bar that I my body DAC bar said, oh, you know, it could be these things. And one of these things is we don't know until you do some kind of further analysis. Then they went in and did the surgery and they, they took it out. 
that's what I always thought was pretty cool when we were studying it in school was you never really you couldn't really definitively say you have this, this or this. But based on the, all the history, you can say, OK, it's probably one of these three things. Now your doctor yeah. can order these tests and find out which of the three it is. Thank you. Have a good day. And they're all cancer, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not all the time, but no, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a fracture, guys. There was a growth. Yeah, this is more serious <laughs> than just you can crack a back. Yeah. But um Yeah, sometimes we can tell what it is, but a lot of times we're like as radiologists, we don't we don't uh rely as much on the clinical exam findings, either because we don't get it or because we, we only get a little snippet of it. Mm-hmm. We get what we need. And, you know, we have a different process. If you want us to kind of review the case, we charge mm-hmm. differently for that. I'm like, yeah, if you want us to do a case review where we're looking at all the imaging and we're kind of compiling all this data together, non-imaging data, you know, we can do that too, but it's going to be a little bit more expensive just because it takes more time. A spine plane film is going to be a lot faster than 72 slides of the spine on an MRI, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. There's, I mean, there's so much data out there, actually, uh, just in terms of how much time it takes for people to read these things, you know, from start to finish. You know, before with just, you know, when I started practicing, it was just plain x-ray, hard copy. You know, I'd get everything in the mail. Oh. So it would take forever. All my mail went to a P.O. box. So I, I physically had to go to the post office, Every get the mail. Day. Go back to the office. Yeah, every single day. Because I didn't know when stuff was coming in. And there were yeah. many days. One day you could have 100 x-rays pop in. And you're <laughs> like, all right, it's a busy afternoon. Yeah. Another day, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now it's super easy. It comes on my computer. It, the time spent per x-rays is a lot less now just because it's digital. You dictate everything anyway, don't you? And now, yeah, I dictate everything. You know, voice dictation is so much easier and more affordable now, too, mm. and more accurate. So. Most of us dictate. I, that was one technology I, I was hesitant to to kind of embrace just because I, I had a, you know, I tried it early on. It just did not work well, and it was actually slower. So I'm like, oh, why, why would I do that? So, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Do you dictate in your notes in, in practice? No, no, we don't have that kind of clinic. We, we do the notes, but it's not like a, no, it's a short answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's much better to dictate. It's not perfect, but you know, it's yeah. it's, it's definitely fast. I dictated a book once. You did? Yeah, it was, it's like a trick of the trade. Like you can see on my screen this black book about Chinese dinner. Oh, okay. I don't want to write all that down. I was like, I just need to get it out of my head. And so I would I had an <laughs> and outline fast. and I just talked and talked and talked and there's a transcription services, so whatever it was, it was it's free or like, you know, 10 bucks a month or something like that. So anyway, I got it and then just edited it and put things together really? and moved it around. And I was like, yeah, this is much faster than the previous ones. So it worked yeah. out good. Oh, that's the Chinese business book I see in the back there. Yeah. The read it. I'll have to send it to you. You know, you work there, you, you learn a few things. And uh, I was able oh, to yeah. grab a job because of it. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I helped somebody. And I was like, you know what? If they can help, be helped, maybe I should just write this all down And while I was in the midst of it all. So it was fun. Passion project, as they call them. Okay. Dak bar. It means something to you. It means something to me. But, and this is, I don't want it to be offensive or anything like that, but we need to think of long term here. Do you get to work at hospitals? Do you get the respect of the medical doctors? Do they still look at you like, meh, you're still just a chiropractor. We don't need your help <laughs> in real cases. What's, what's kind of job outlook do you have with this? Well, you know, that's a, a good question, a real good question. And it's, it's a question that 
I didn't even visit when I was looking to get into radiology. And uh, just a, a quick snippet of how unprepared I was. You know, I, I knew I wanted to do it because I knew I loved it and it would be, you know, natural for me, like I mentioned earlier, but I did not look into job prospects. I mean, I knew you could teach, but, you know, teaching to me is, is hard mm-hmm. full time, especially. And uh, I don't think that the pay is, is as good as private practice. So I always assumed I could get a job, but, you know, the job prospects are actually not that great. You know, I don't, I don't want to dis, dissuade any, uh, chiropractors or students, chiropractic students who are looking into radiology, but I, I would encourage them to do their homework, unlike me. Um, so you could get a job teaching full-time. You could start a private practice. Uh, if you have good business sense, which I did not have, you could make it, but you really need to have good business sense. And I, I still don't think I have good business sense, but I think I'm okay now. I think it, I joke, I think it took me about 10 years to kind of... <laughs> Yeah, it to can. get to to get things comfortable. I, I think it's it's pretty comfortable now. Are there enough of y'all? Or I guess I say not enough. To where it's easy to get clients because now you're reliant on networking and hobnobbing with a bunch of chiropractors or whoever so to send them yeah. to you because I could send them anywhere now that it's digital. I guess it's mm-hmm. licensing, but like down the street from where I worked, Terry Yoakum, mm-hmm. the man who wrote the books, oh yeah, was down the street where I worked. I was like, oh, really? I would yeah. just drive to him because it was quicker, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why would I use anybody else? The man exactly. is right there. But, right there. you know, I was like, he wrote the book. So obviously he's going to get more clients than a lot of people. But I just didn't even know, is it like any other business? You really got to get out there and stomp the pavements and really recruit people to send them to you because so many don't even want to send them out regardless. They're like, no, I'm trained. I can do it. Why would I pay somebody else to do this? Exactly. And so just to uh, give you a little more uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. I heard there's about in the U.S. maybe 30,000 Kairos. So maybe in the world there's double that or mm-hmm. close to double. So maybe 50, 60,000 Kairos. And at DAC bars, there's about 350. And, and that's in the history of mankind, Justin. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so there's not many of us around. I'm so there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, so there is a, a lot of potential opportunity. But, uh, you know, as you know, our profession is uh, has a wide variance of chiropractic. And in, in my radiology practice, I don't say no to anybody. You know, if you're a chiropractor, you got x-rays or any imaging, you know, we'll take it. We'll help you read it. Uh, I don't care why you took the x-rays. I don't care what kind of technique you use yeah. um, and, and give us give you our opinion. And I think that's why maybe I've been able to attract some chiros that would not think of, of using a DAC bar. You know, to be honest, DAC bars, we've kind of had a bad rap. We're kind of this reclusive society. You know, mm. most of us don't like to talk to people. And it's <laughs> honestly, for some, it's why they went into radiology. So they wouldn't have to talk to patients all day. Isn't and, that the stereotype of most radiologists? Like, hey, let's yeah. just go in a basement in a dark <laughs> room. And... In a dark room. And uh, that's, that's their, uh, you know, our comfort zone all day. And it's true that, oh, and, you know, I forgot to mention in your prior question about working in hospitals and stuff, you know, what, what do the medical guys think of us? So I did a, after my residency, I did a six-month fellowship at a hospital, uh, UCI Medical Center, which is a local hospital, teaching hospital here. Wonderful experience, Justin. You know, I just learned so many things, and everyone was very nice to me when I'm talking to them face-to-face, very welcoming. But I hear rumors. After, you know, I leave the room or turn the corner, and then... They'll, they'll 
talk a little bit about me and like why am I here? Why like they think I'm trying to steal their business. I'm like, you don't understand how <laughs> how unimpactful I am to you. You know? Yeah. So uh most of them seem I still got the questions right. I mean that's what I would be like, well he's getting the questions right. So I guess yeah. maybe there's some knowledge there. Yeah, so most of them are pretty nice about it. You know, once I frame it like, oh you know, I'm not here to take radiology jobs away from you. I'm I'm here to help my chiropractors because either, well, you know, back up a little bit further, you know, Dakbars kind of started because way back in the day, you know, no medical radiologists or most medical radiologists would, you know, wouldn't touch chiropractors with a 10-foot pole. That's true. And so we, we had to come up with our own thing that was a little more ethical than us reading it our, ourselves, something that we didn't have to rely on the medical profession for. Uh, and thankfully, did have some medical radiologists who who could see our struggles and they, and they helped us. They, they taught the early DAC bars and said, Oh, this is, this is what you do and stuff like that. And that's how we got the uh, DAC bar started. And now, you know, we don't, it's a little more friendly with, uh, with, with the medical profession, okay. a lot more friendly. And so a lot of them want to use us because it's more income for them. A lot of them, you know, you, we still see the biases uh, here and there. Uh, but okay. you know, not nearly as much as we did back in the 40s. But at least there's a potential to maybe even get hired on in some kind of radiology practice when you're like, yeah, I can get you a bunch of spine films and then you don't have the risk of being your an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, there is potential. I'd say it's pretty rare. Uh, you know, most okay. of us work just within the chiropractic world. Uh, and there's But there's a few of us that work at larger radiology groups where there are like one or maybe two chiropractic radiologists out of a group of uh, 10, 20 medical radiologists. So it is possible. You work from your house though, right? Yeah. So I work from home uh, full time. Uh, I think a lot of DAC bars do that, that practice, especially now it's some low overhead. Yeah. Very low overhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's profitable. It's, yeah. You start, you should never have a, you know, a month where you're in the red, right? Cause you, the, you know, all I need is a, a nice computer and a couple little hardware things and you know, yeah. you're, you're good to go. So it's, yeah, it's, it's easy to set up practice. Uh, I'd say it's a little harder, at least it was for me to kind of convince Kairos to send me their x-rays. How does that work? Do you get, do you just charge cash and they just have to eat it or you get to bill insurance for like reading it or cause you didn't take it. So right. how does all that work? So in the U S with you bill insurance, for x-ray it's a global code and the code includes taking and reading the x-ray so a lot of my cars are, are build insurance the global code and you know we could split it that way oh you know you just build a technical component for taking the x-ray and i'll build a professional but you know the professional amount first of all is very small and so it's a joke regardless yeah <laughs> and so i'm like uh, you know it's not even really worth my time to bill it out and second of all, they build a global component. They're also looking at the x-ray. It's not like they're blindly sending me the x-ray. You know, so for those reasons, we, we typically do a, a second opinion report and we just build a doctor cash for it. And so, you know, I let, you know, you build a, the global component because you've taken the x-ray. You've kind of at least looked at it. So that's, you know, the mm -hmm. first opinion, even though there might not be documentation for it. And we'll provide our second opinion. You can copy our report if you want to and provide it as supporting documentation for your claim to the insurance company if you need to. You know, I don't care. But that's typically how we do it. And uh, the other part is that I, I believe, I'm not sure, 
but I'm pretty sure that a lot of my chiros are cash only. So they okay. just build a patient, whatever. And some of them don't build the patients. Some build the patient the same amount I charge them. That's what I was going to say. Do they just pass the bill on? They're like, look, I charged 50 to take the x-ray. Old Cliffy there charges 40. So I make 10 bucks yeah. and I just give him all the money and I don't charge the patient twice for the same film. Yeah, some of them do that. Some of them charge a little more. Some of them charge a little bit less. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just cover your cost and make some money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a guy that charged double. I'm like, that's eh, a little more than I would expect, but you know. This ain't the 80s, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in Colorado, it was like 28 bucks max, maybe 36 total. Total? Total for an x-ray. I was like, this isn't even worth my time. <laughs> Some of them were like, no, that's part of the exam. We don't even, there's no extra fees. You can't get reimbursed. Yeah. This and that. And you're like, man. That's terrible. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, that's why whenever y'all would send them out, I was like, geez, I got to lose money to send these things out. I <laughs> yeah. better really need a, a second opinion. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know how it got so low. I, I think it used to be higher. Yeah, it was massive. It was like a big profit generator for so many people. Yeah. So I hate to say it like that, but it was. It was everybody gets an x-ray and, hey, why not make 50 bucks on it too? Yeah, yeah. What, during my fellowship at the hospital, some of the residents were like, yeah, back in the in the day, like they would get paid easy $80 per x-ray uh, just to read it. Wow. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so I don't know what happened because now it's single digits, maybe double digits if you're <laughs> lucky. Wow. Yeah. You really got to plow through these things. Yeah, but, you know, in a hospital, they do huge volumes you know hundreds of x-rays a day and that's i think that's how they can afford it but even within radiology x-ray is kind of known as you just got to do it and you make your money off the mris and cts and, and other imaging one of those words of wisdom i got from some seminars they're like anytime you get an mri always or anything just always read it yourself as well because if it came from a hospital and they saw 500 that day <laughs> and it was residents reading some of them like you don't know if you can trust what was said so they were like just just look at it maybe it's accurate but maybe they missed something and maybe you just need to give them a call like hey could you do a second opinion on this (laughs) maybe there's this thing going on exactly you get that a lot or a ton and i i i think everyone knows they they should look at these images but so our you know i consider my practice more of a second opinion practice yeah and one of the things i say is yeah of course you know look at the x-rays or mri any kind of imaging when you get it Mm -hmm. don't just rely on on the report and it's for that reason you know you don't know who these people are reading it and it uh, you know to be honest there are companies out there radiology groups that are uh, shady and yeah and now with digital stuff you know that that study can go anywhere in the world justin Uh, full disclosure i used to work for one of these companies a little bit Mm -hmm. shady I would read it, and then a medical radiologist would sign off on it. And so I'm like, well, it's a little bit shady. They pay us both for it, but not very much, by the way. But then what happened was they said, uh, hey, Cliff, we're going to stop using you and these other DAC bars because we, mm-hmm. we have we have another group that we're going to contract with. Uh, and I'm like, really? You know, what, why would you use a, a – and it was a, a medical radiology group. I'm like, why would you go, you know, back to – Papua New Guinea. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, what, what's the deal? And they're like, yeah, they're just, you know, I think they're in the Philippines. And he said, they're, they're just cheaper. To be honest, it's a business decision. I'm like – cheaper than what you're paying us and oh yeah can i can i talk about numbers or fees or is that okay or yeah yeah whatever you want 
I didn't want to get in there because it's your thing, but yeah, yeah, definitely oh, yeah. can. I don't, I don't care. So I think I was getting paid four or five dollars to read each X-ray series, uh, but I would get man sometimes up to a hundred X-rays a day. It was crazy. So I, I kind of mm. felt like a medical radiologist because I couldn't do my normal report. I just had to like you know get it out, and every report was like one, two, maybe three sentences, you know, to make a reasonable amount of money. And they said, uh, oh yeah, these, these new guys. I think, you know, it sounds crazy now, but I'm pretty sure they said they're going to do it for $1 per x-ray. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And they were nice to me. They said, I, I, I knew some of the people in the upper management uh, admin office. And, like, you know, Cliff, if you want, you know, you can take all the volume. You know, it's about a thousand x-rays uh, a month or, or more, a couple thousand maybe. But you'd have to take it at a dollar per x-ray study. I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. no thanks. I went, <laughs> you know, <laughs> already at four or five dollars. That was my lowest quality work. You know, I can't imagine going down a, a dollar per study quality. No way. And that stuff happens, you know, unbeknownst. And they probably have templates, computer to just click ABC. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's terrible. Uh, another way, even if you have, you know, good, you know, U.S. trained, whatever, radiologists that are in the U.S. and you know the study's not going overseas or, or wherever, these medical radiologists are busy, man. So busy, most of them. You know, the, the industry is saturated uh, or actually undersaturated. You know, they need more radiologists because of all the increased volume. Not now because of the coronavirus, but typically... Well, they don't want to educate them. That way they can keep their fees higher because there's not enough of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's a game. Just to give you an idea of how much they read. But so my comfortable range is about 40, maybe 50 x-rays uh, or cases, kind of a maybe an MRI and CT in there somewhere. You know, that's an eight hour day and minimal breaks. A typical day, at least what I've seen with my medical radiologist friends is about 200 a day. So it's, it's almost, it's four times as much as I do. And wow. some of their x-rays are easier because they see more extremities, but some of them are mm -hmm. very hard, right? They have more complex cases. And so they don't spend, they can't spend a lot of time reading these x-rays. And it's, at least in the U.S., it's, it's not a great healthcare system. And, and that's one of the issues is that there's just too much work for them to do. And the reimbursement is so low that they have to do it super fast. And the reports aren't going to be detailed. It's like everything was normal. That's it. Oh, yeah. Just It's normal. Just put the normal stuff we have to put, but everything's normal. So just get this out of here. Like let somebody else deal with the paperwork. I'm not doing all that. They would love normal studies all day long. They'd, they'd be finished early. <laughs> well, you know, I was in China working in a hospital and they got paid better than the Philippines. But, yeah, you could definitely see what they're willing to work for. Mm -hmm. So it's a no brainer to them that they got like a dollar of film. It could very well be like, yeah, we're living good. Really? Like, maybe it's a little bit lower than we want, but we're going to have the volume. Yeah. So we'll have a good life. Yeah. And everything. Have a, Buy a car, buy a house. Mm -hmm. Kids can go to school. But um, I was having to walk, read I mean, MRIs on everybody. Oh, really? Like, every patient we got in there got an MRT. It was just their protocol. Oh, you got neck pain? Doesn't matter. Get an MRI. You, know? <laughs> really? you got low back pain? Doesn't matter. You're MRI. getting an MRI. Oh. I'm like, oh, we need it. So many times it's like, I just need an X-ray. There's no clinical need for the MRT or MRI. Mm -hmm. They call it an MRT in Germany, but sorry. Oh, okay. So, so they uh, they'd always get an MRI, and I'm like, who? Why don't y'all just order what I asked? <laughs> of course, it was you know money, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so it was like we'd always get them, and so I ended up having to take 
more classes as my continuing ed in MRI <laughs> out of a place out of New York because I was like, I am inept to, to really read these. I was going to report, I'm looking, and I'm like, eh, this is axial. I don't, I don't, I guess that's a bulge. <laughs> yeah, okay, that one's obvious. You know, <laughs> oh, is it man. a butting the nerve? Maybe, I don't know. So I had to learn this stuff because it wasn't, you know, you never see it in practice and then finally you have to see it every day. I was like, all right, I got to get better at this. Yeah, yeah. And anyway. Well, good for you for, uh, Taking the extra time to do that. It's, so hats off to you guys. It's, it's good to learn a couple more things when we're out there, I think. I think modic changes was my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah? I don't know about you, if you like them or not, but I always thought that was a pretty cool finding. And you're like, okay, there's a little bit of clinical significance. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we He was actually one of our speakers at our annual DACBAR meeting several years ago. Michael T. Modic. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we always have uh, at least one or two medical radiologists come to our DAC bar meetings. And uh, I remember one funny thing he said, you know, just kind of going along the same vein as you were talking mm-hmm. about with MRIs uh, in, in medical radiology. You know, they like, you know, they still use X-ray, but, you know, kind of the more advanced guys, they only read X-ray because they have to because someone's mm-hmm. telling them to read it. But they really love doing MRI more. And so when he was speaking to us, Justin, he's like, I think someone asked, you know, what is the role of X-ray in his practice? You know, how do they use it? What are the indications and con- whatever? He's like, oh, uh, spine X-ray? Uh, yeah, we we do it, but it's really just to make sure there's a spine there. And then we do MRI. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, we're missing a bone. Uh, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, okay. But then in the end, they get an MRI anyway, you know, whether there's a spine or not, right? That's just their mindset. They're like, ah, you know, X-ray, okay, yeah, normal spine. Let's do MRI because whatever they have pain or something. Everybody had a bulge, or two, uh, or three, oh, yeah. arthritis. I mean, sometimes you, I'd see stuff and I was like, I'm supposed to treat this? What? <laughs> I'm supposed to treat this? This thing looks like it's gonna paralyze you. And, <laughs> and they're like, oh. there were no other options. They had no other options. So you know, you just modify your technique, and then you start realizing like, wow. Chiropractic is so powerful. You're just the. I mean, I'm not whomping on everybody, of course, because you know you gotta right. use appropriate techniques and things. But I was really surprised to see what can respond and what was still safe after looking at an MRI or like seeing stuff and you're like, you don't hurt, no, and you don't have any kind of sciatica, no. You're like, <laughs> Are All you right, sure? Well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's good for you because I mean, you look, you look like you'd be worst case. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. We don't have. Especially with XR, we have virtually no correlation with with clinical symptoms or how they present. MRI is a little bit better, but it's definitely not perfect. Mm-mm. All right, so yeah, I get that question all the time. Like, you know, what is this on the MRI or the X-ray? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's it's nothing. You know, don't worry about it. It's it's uh, you know, I don't, I don't. It's not normal, but you know, because you told me the patient virtually has no symptoms there, then you don't need to do anything. Yeah. You know, concentrate on whatever you want to do and you know they'll be fine but don't don't focus on this one this one finding that looks like it's a tumor or, or whatever do you have any marketing advice for someone that's in your position but maybe just getting out just graduating yeah you know i actually do a at least for the past couple of years i did like a little informal lunch and learn at our, our annual DAC bar meeting and so my disclaimer is this is this is just how I, <laughs> I've done it. You know, there's other ways to do this. To be honest, it took me 10 years to get here. So hopefully you won't have to wait that long. You know, the, the biggest thing, and, and I know you've heard it and everyone's probably heard it, but it's, I think it's true is that relationships matter and 
it was hard for me to accept it just because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, DAC bars, we don't really form relationships easily since we don't, a lot of us don't, you know, are in here because we don't like talking to people, but you got to talk to people. I mean, I, I, I think I am normally a, uh, right on the border between intro and, and extrovert. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit easier for me, but I, I would imagine most stack bars are introverts, so it's it's kind of hard for them to get out there and you know meet people. A lot easier now because there's social media and stuff like that, and uh, and that's I would say probably one of my my big areas is just being active on on Facebook uh, and on LinkedIn, and and more specifically, you know, people still want to get to know you, so so that that groundwork of of relationships still applies within social media and you know how do you get there well you just be yourself you know get into a conversation on, on facebook within a group or just uh, on some random post and eventually people get to know you um you know I, I, Your linkedin stuff's fun when you put the cases LinkedIn, sometimes those are fun yeah yeah so that's you know just to kind of make it look like i'm an expert you know i, I don't like to really call myself an expert because there's so many of us out there but you know, at least, I don't know, I don't like coming off being real salesy. You know, to be honest, I do those so I can get a little bit more business. But it's also, you know, to help chiropractors out. You know, if they send yeah. me nothing ever, you know, that's fine. You know, as these, hopefully I can help them out if they're in a similar situation with their patients. I would think if you're coming out too, you could hire a firm, especially if you're like the introvert, you don't want to deal with social media or whatever. You could hire a firm that your goal is to recruit other chiropractors to send films to you. I'm sure there's plenty of people that would love to take your money and do <laughs> some social media and some Google and whatever to oh, cultivate yeah. that for you. Just a little bit of effort and a little bit of time. They'll get you busy. Yeah, I should do that, huh? I'll like <laughs> operate under a pseudonym. Oh, I'm at the new dad bar here, you know. <laughs> no, you got the experience. You don't want no rookie. You want the seasoned vet. <laughs> I would, would charge, charge a new DAC bar and I would yeah. operate their name and kind of pretend I'm them. I don't know. I wouldn't do that. It takes a lot of time and I'd get all confused who's, whose Facebook account I'm under. And <laughs> Oh, no. It was the wrong one. Yeah. Darn it. I said the wrong thing. But Sorry, Jason. <laughs> that's the big thing. I'd say, you know, for new DAC bars, just, you know, force yourself to get out there. It is about forming relationships if you want to, you know, do it my way. Uh, and get, let people get to know you. Try to not come off as being so, uh, I was like this, you know, I, I cared about why they took the x-rays, you know, even though, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted to send me business. I was like, did you really need to take this x-ray? And then they get pissed off and say, well, that's not what I'm here for. I'm like, well, I, you know, so I, I felt like I was the expert. So I would tell them, oh, you actually don't need this x-ray. And is C1 rotated left or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we don't get too crazy with alignment things like that. You know, we're more about, we do both like a pathology type of report, but we also report a little bit more than the average MD on an alignment issue. And we'll, we'll measure things too. Cool. But, uh, but yeah, I would say that, you know, just form relationships, be a little more open to that side of the profession or the other side of where you are. So my philosophy is really just, you know, yeah, if you're a chiropractor, I'm a chiropractor. We're, we're all here to help patients, you know, and, but if you have imaging, you know, I'm pretty sure your education experience is, is less than mine. So I think <laughs> probably best, uh, I, you know, I realize it probably won't work for all offices, but 
best case scenario, you, you, know, you should probably have all your x-rays, at least uh, as a double check, sent into a DAC bar. What's your website? Oh, it's uh, clifftowdcdacbar.com. I can send you a link later. It'll definitely be in the show notes. I just wanted people to know about it real quick since we're <laughs> winding down here. Um, before you go, one of the questions I like to ask is, and the reason because so many people get divorced or have a terrible family life because they're focused too much on business. Are you able to take any trips, vacations, et cetera, outside of coronavirus time frame? And then how do you keep the love alive with uh, your spouse and, and kid and all that? What kind of wisdom do you have for us? That's a great question. I mean... We could spend hours on that topic, Justin. <laughs> I'm sure you could too. Yeah. Yeah, it is tough. But like you mentioned, you know, it's hard to keep family relationships, uh, maintaining them when you're your own, you know, business owner and you want to do things right for your business. But yet, of course, you want to do things right for your family too. Uh, and radiology is, is hard too because the residency was hard. I mean, I know a lot of people that started the residency that just could not finish it. Some people like me, actually, I got married during my residency and everyone said it was a mistake because I had to take so much time off or this and that. Uh, eventually got divorced, by the way, and oh. now I'm, I'm remarried. You know, I will say uh, there's one thing I, I I think it was actually one of your questions, you know, if there's a book or, or something that I would recommend, you know, for personal life. Mm -hmm. I probably read it too late, but there's this book called The uh, Five Love Languages. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, it was, it was amazing when I read it at the time. Uh, and I'll, to be honest, you don't need to read the whole book if you want to just watch. There's the plenty Cliff of clips online. <laughs> yeah, just just know the five you know love languages. And uh, my personal take is that guys typically have a couple, you know, that that, that we receive and give. Uh, but it, at least in my experience, it seems like women all tend to have five. You have to you have to satisfy all five. <laughs> At all times, uh, you know, in, in varying ratios or whatever. But yeah, so and I didn't know. I had no idea about all these things and how different people were. So uh, that's a good check for me. You know, oh, am I spending time with the spouse, my family? Am I buying gifts? Am I listening to them, talking to them? All those things. And then going back to uh, kind of more in the professional realm, you know, can I take vacations? Yeah, you know, I am all about taking vacations, Justin. It... <laughs> <laughs> Now with digital, it is, and you know, so I, we have a, you know, I have some, a couple part-time staff. I have a, a few part-time associate DAC bars, uh, and, but they, everyone works remotely. Uh, hmm. everything comes into my office and then they get shipped out depending on, you know, overflow and how much work I have to do. So it's, it's very easy, much easier now than it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, to send stuff out. Uh, the, the only issue is when we have a radiology meeting and everyone wants to go to the radiology meeting. And I'm like, who's not going and who wants to do some extra work? So that's a little bit hard. But yeah, it, it's it's not hard to take vacation. You just have to have the processes in place, just like running a clinical practice, right? Have right. properly trained staff. It's a, I would say it's almost easier with radiology because we don't have as much staff to deal with in the, the, the DAC bar mindset is, is much narrower <laughs> than, yeah. than being in practice, but we only have to deal with one little sliver of, of practice. But you're not going to be on the slopes of Colorado and be like, hey, babe, I got to I need to spend three hours reading some films. Y'all go <laughs> have fun. I'll be back later to get some hot chocolate. It's, it's happened before in the past. Because a lot of docs have my cell phone. They just want a, a quick consult or something. And, you know, I try to comply and accommodate, but sometimes I can't. Sometimes there's extra fees involved. 
Sometimes there are. Yeah. Re- reach out anytime, but I'm just letting you know after nine, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit more. Uh, you, you had the questions ahead of time. There's anything that you thought, man, he should have asked me this? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's not, I'm not saying anything new. Just, uh, you know, form relationships, you know, take care of your family, uh, take vacations. Uh, you know, I strongly believe in taking care of yourself. Some people take it a little bit too far. <laughs> take care of yourselves more than a lot more than than anyone else. But yeah, I mean, do that and and I think and then do something that you love. Hopefully, to be honest, when I started the residency, you know, I had no idea. I thought I was pretty good with radiology. You know, I did pretty well in radiology classes in Cairo school. I I, I thought I, I knew it all, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be a breeze going through this residency. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Justin, it was. 180 they're just like <laughs> nah you, you know so many uh, details nothing. yeah and like they're like oh you see that yoke Monroe? i hope you have it memorized because you don't need it anymore because there's like 20 more books that's over and above what yoke Monroe is that you'll have to memorize you know in your wow. three years so like uh i was like <laughs> what oh <laughs> whoops bad attitude cliff Tow. that's why because what it's two or is it three volumes uh, Yoakum is two volumes. It's yeah. pretty good. It, it's it's very good for chiropractic, even more than what you need, probably. Do you ever feel like, what the crap, I don't get to use any of this stuff that I studied? Like, you know, if you're doing 75% spine x-rays all day, you ever just feel like, man, geez, all this stuff I used to know, I don't even get to put in practice anymore. Yeah, there, I would say there's less of it in radiology, and we got a ton of it in chiro school, right? Like all oh, that for sure. biochem and, you know... I hated that stuff. So we have a ton of uh, useless knowledge that we learned early in Cairo school. Mm-hmm. And I have a ton of useless knowledge in radiology, too. But I, I feel like it's not as useless as, mm-hmm. <laughs> as the stuff we did in we Cairo know, Every school. now and then you grasp something like, I don't quite remember the name of this, but Google will help me when I describe it. And be like, there it is. There it That's is. the uh, word I was looking for. That's Yeah, OK, I remember that now. Yeah, and it's so easy now with Google. I mean, that's, that's my, my go-to it's not perfect. I still have my books. And I'll, I'll refer to them every once in a while, but most of the time it's, oh, what's, what, how do I spell Chilladitty? You know, Chilladitty syndrome. Uh, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just Google it. It'll, if I type it wrong, Google will correct me, you know, yes. you know, yeah. ready in 0.32 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they put that? I don't know, but they always it's do. It's crazy. They always do. Yeah. Well, Dr. Child, that was a, to me, very educational and good to see what, what a day-to-day looks like, what the life looks like, the marketing, the business, and uh, hopefully it inspires somebody to at least look into the program and to realize that they can make a living doing this and that there's more out there than just, oh, I got to do rehab and muscle stim and adjust the <laughs> spine all day. If that just sounds like a bore to somebody or they just feel like they, they made a mistake, but they're too far in debt to change course. <laughs> There's another option. You can still be an introvert and make a living. Yes, 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 you can. Yeah, we actually, it's, uh, I just decided a a couple years ago that I would not take any cases from patients directly. Mm. For a while, we would, we would charge double if a patient came to us. I don't know how they found us, but they're like, hey, can you do a second opinion on these x-rays? Like, yeah, sure. It's just, it's double of what we charge from a Cairo. And so we would charge double, but in the end, it's, it's never worth it. It's never. Mm. They have all these questions and I can barely talk to them because I'm so used to talking to chiropractors in, in our language. 
mm-hmm. and I have to change it. Like you do it all the time, probably with patients, but right. for me, it just it became so hard uh, that I was yeah, like, "Am I responsible know? to explain what the arthritis is and all this now?" Like yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I kind of am, but I'm like, uh, and I didn't want to charge them anymore. It sounded outrageous for me to charge them three or four or five times, and uh, so I'd just be like, you know, just you got to go through your Cairo, go through your Cairo, and you know, we'll handle it that way. Yeah, yeah. you'll get a better deal. And, and I won't have to talk to you ever again. So <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Well, like you said, the chiropractor is going to know how to explain whatever you wrote on that paper way better because they do it all the time. Yeah, they do it all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Doing clinical practice now would be it would be so hard for me. Just it would be a nightmare and patients would suffer for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just so. have to deliver anteriors all day. All right. Oh, that was man. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe that. <laughs> well, again, I appreciate your time. Stay healthy. And uh, I guess quarantined and wear a mask and whatever else they're recommending these days <laughs> during this well, corona situation thanks thanks for having me it's uh, been a lot of fun and uh, hearing a little bit snippet from your your things too so this is very interesting too so thanks again it was a lot of fun another great interview has ended while you're on your phone click that review button write up a nice review for me Five stars if you could. As everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you follow me at all on Instagram, you know you only get one link. So I use a link tree. And so it's a doctorsperspective.net slash links with an S. And that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top episodes of 2017 and 2018, the podiatry series, dentist, acupuncture series, Holiday 2017, financial series, how to write a review, how to support the show, like buying a cup of coffee, getting swag, like t-shirts, the Today's Choices Tomorrow's Health book, that's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly, and financial. And then, of course, bundle packs, which can get you the no-needle acupuncture book, 40 common conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin, at a great deal. The resources page has some of the products that I like. It's uh, affiliate style. So if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, PureVPN, Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, ProLone Edge or Hawk Grips. Uh, Once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight, and the ProLone Diet, Fast Mimicking Diet, five-day plan. Let me know as well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc. Reach out. Facebook, Justin Trosclair, MCC. Of course, at a doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini-sodes on Thursdays and Saturdays. Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week. A doctor's perspective.